everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast on a reasonably nice day in D.C., although 45 is still with us, but whatever. Okay. Uh, We've got a great show today. We are full of food and fun here. Uh, Marisol Plata is here. She's the brand director with Jose Andres Think Food Group, and she brings in gourmet food producers from Spain and gets them involved in Jose's... uh, uh, I know, but today what she's really going to be doing is we're going to be tasting olive oil. Uh, I've got Tacos Interruptus there. Okay. Yes, we're going to be doing an well, olive oil tasting, and there. that'll be fun. Yes, it will be really Let's fun. Let's see I'm how quickly you get through this. Well, those. I'm very excited to talk to Brian Aston. He is a professional bartender here in D.C., but he also wrote a fabulous op-ed piece because he is a board member and also a founder of Restaurant Workers of America. If you haven't heard of Initi- Initiative 77, you will today, and you will find out why you need to vote no on it. All right. We're going to find out from Ryan about everything. Mm-hmm. We're also going to find out what's going on at Momofuku and City Center. Uh, they've got a new... I know what's going on there. They have a new chef. A re- yeah, he's relatively new. He's been there a couple of months. Tay Strain is here. He's going to tell us what's going on at Momofuku, his changes to the uh, menu, and we're going to mm-hmm. be tasting some of his food, which is my favorite part. And I'm really excited uh, because Capital Burger is opening up tomorrow. I was fortunate enough to get a sneak taste earlier this week. Uh, they are opening up right across the street from the convention center. And uh, GM Matt Jaffe is in studio with us. He brought a ton of good food, and we're going to find out what they're up to. Yeah, I want to find out what a luxury burger is. That's okay. my thing. All right, so BLT Steak, always innovating. They've got a healthy new way for you to get your veggies in while getting happy, too, because they've got a great new line of veggie cocktails. Uh, Beverage director James Nelson is back on the show, and we're going to be drinking it up. First, though, uh, and you guys in the studio won't be able to hear this, we've got Mitch Berliner from Central Farm Markets telling us what you've got a nice day for markets. Oh, man. You never get rain. It's unbelievable. I know it is unbelievable. We're so blessed. It's the luck of the Irish. Luck, I got... I got my uh, Irish hat on the today. The Yeshiva I Irish. <laughs> I, I actually, I've I've been to Ireland and it's it's a beautiful country oh, with Ireland's wonderful stunning. people. I can't say enough about Ireland. All right, tell so us about the markets. Con- <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the markets. So we got a beautiful day. We got about forty vendors. Um, I don't know if I've talked about uh, in the past, but we have Twin Valley Distillery hyper-local and make all kinds of wonderful distilled items, bourbons and ryes and vodkas, and they're right here in Rockville, and they got the first distillery license in Montgomery County, as you all know. Finally. Archaic. You got it. And so they're here sampling today and selling their wares. Really terrific. And uh, you talked about olive oil, so that reminded me to tell you that we have a specialist also that sells all kinds of single varietal olive oils from California. Really wonderful stuff. What's what's that vendor name? That's All Things Olive. Okay. And uh, they are in Bethesda. They're also going to be in the new Montgomery Mall. Um, So that's a wonderful thing. People don't even realize there's really some great American olive oil. Really terrific. All right. Well, today is a 
superlative day to get out to a farmer's market and walk around and check Indeedy. out what's going on. Indeedy. Both yeah, Mosaic man. is open year-round, and Bethesda, we have 40 vendors at each place, and matter of fact, it's so nice. We've got our seating, our live music is oh, nice. starting for the season. So we're, we're getting, and of course, we've got uh, our greenhouses pumping it out. We've got heirloom tomatoes. Yeah, the fact that you have tomatoes already is really awesome because I'm yeah, sick of those it's, those it's, it's hard balls that they're selling at the markets. Yeah. Right, and uh, we have fresh flowers today also. So All it's right. first day of the fresh flowers. So All right, so... Springs around the corner, boys and girls. No, no, spring is here. I've officially, meteorological He's spring has it. started. I'm calling it, man. All right, everybody go to Central Farm Markets in Bethesda, at Mosaic, mm-hmm. out on the pike. Get ready for spring. It's happening. You you got it. You can always visit to learn more at centralfarmmarkets.com. And uh, you guys have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I think you and I should have our own show. That's what I think. All right, thanks, Mitch. All righty, guys. All right. I want to remind everybody, by the way, you can see us on Facebook Live. Watch all the action in the studio. Uh, Just go to Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I, Nellis on Facebook. And uh, Eli Nellis, famous Hollywood producer, (laughs) is here filming for us because he's in it for the free. Because it's all in the family. He's in it for the free food. All right. So let's talk to James Nelson a little. James, uh, Hi, James. how are you? You got to get right in front of that mic, James. All right, sounds All right. good. And well, you can even lift it up and put it in front of your face. Look there at you that. Go. Modern right, technology. James. All right, so give us kind of the 411. I mean, everybody knows BLT, but let's talk a little bit about the profile of the restaurant and why veggie cocktails. So we try to keep the cocktail list um, super seasonal, uh, just to, you know, um, keep it fresh. We change it about every quarter. Uh, so pretty much every season. But what gave you the idea of trying to mix, you know, healthy uh, vegetables and booze? I mean, people think of like, you know, a vegetable cocktail. Bloody Mary comes to mind. That's super savory. You know, only mostly used only during brunch. But these cocktails, you'll it see. It is weird when somebody orders a Bloody Mary in like in the evening because it seems like such a heavy cocktail to have before. It is a heavy. A you'll, you'll, you'll see like but these cocktails are okay. fresh. They're they're light. They're refreshing. They're not overly savory. There are some savory aspects, mm-hmm. but we're adding fresh citrus, fresh, you know, syrups, shrubs, um, fresh juices. Um, just keep everything light. So okay. You can enjoy it all, all day long. So, what's the range of vegetables that you're throwing into these? Uh, cocktails? First cocktail we're gonna do is avocado in it. We have a cocktail with fennel and cucumber. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, we have a, carrot, a cocktail with a carrot shrub. So, when you say you are using doing a cocktail with avocado, are you actually mixing the avocado into? Yeah, the so the avocado cocktail? is not going to be the ma- main uh, flavor mm-hmm. of the um, cocktail. We have a tomato soda that's going to pair well with it. Okay. Kind of our plan avocado toast. Um, and right, which it. is what everybody eats for breakfast every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the avocado is going to give you more of a silky mouthfeel. You're going to shake shake it really hard, and it's going to emulsify the ap- avocado mm-hmm. into the drink. And it kind of gives you that like a little bit silk, silky uh, soft palate. Well, I know cocktail. this sounds probably like a stupid question, but I'm not Uh-oh, familiar. Get ready, everybody. I mean – I'm not familiar with tomato soda. So something we make in-house, we take uh, um, heirloom cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. and we cook it uh, in a simple syrup. Uh, which in, is uh, sugar and water, for those who don't know. We, we cook it in a bag uh, sous vide, which is under um, a boiling water bath at a certain, at a, uh, at a certain temperature. Mm-hmm. And it, it infuses, takes the oil out of the skins of the tomatoes and infuses the um, simple syrup with the tomato flavor. Okay. And then we put it in a soda siphon. You strain it. Strain it, yep, and put uh-huh. it in a soda siphon. Uh, add a little bit of water and then charge it with CO2. So is it like um, like a LaCroix water with an essence of tomato, or is it a bolder 
bolder. Gonna, it's gonna be a little, little bit bolder. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to try. And you it. just did this experimenting in the lab like a mad scientist. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I work closely with our chef, and we um, just throw ideas at each other, and we just started throwing ideas for vegetable cocktails and creating a new uh, part of the program. I cool. love it. Fun. All right. Well, you make the first one, right. and then we'll come back to you in a little bit. Sounds good. All right. Marisol. Let's talk olive oil. Oh, olive oil. Oh, Popeye. Try it. Try it again. Does anybody know that line? No. Nobody olive cares. Olive oil. Oh, Popeye. No? <laughs> no. A bunch of lamos. Bunch no, of kids we're all in this young, and you're right. not. So Marisol is the brand director with Jose's uh, Think Food Group, and you work with him bringing in gourmet food producers from Spain yes. into markets here in the yeah, so we have our products. We bring <coughs> a full me. line of uh, gourmet Spanish uh, products that range from olive oils, sherry vinegars, uh, extra virgin olive oil, potato, potato chips. chips, yeah, that everyone loves. Right. And we have them at Whole Foods in the Mid-Atlantic region. We mm -hmm. sell them at Wag Shells, the olive oil, and the potato chips, and we also have it on LaTienda.com. Can we start from the start, though? Yes. The difference between virgin olive oil and are these olives that have not had any sexual experiences? Is that what <laughs> we're talking about? Well, um, I guess uh, they haven't been. Extra virgin olive oil is basically an olive oil that hasn't been chemically altered to eliminate the natural flavors that it has extra virgin olive oil and you 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 will all be able to taste it today um has some strong bitter flavors but that's good that's a good thing because right. it's all natural and it's been cold pressed so olive oil that just is stated as olive oil in the market um has been chemically altered and when you open up the bottle you're not going to get those do smells they do that to preserve it or they, why do they do that well it's a mix of things yeah. right because some it it depends on, like, if it says olive oil from Spain, mm -hmm. then it has to be olives from Spain, yes. right? Like, yes. there's some regulation on it, but some olive oils just say extra virgin olive oil, but they can be olives from all over, yes, right? Yes, correct. So when you look at um, extra virgin olive oil, it's kind of like wine. So you have, they come from olives that are specific to the regions sure. in Europe. In the case of Spain, Spain's the largest producer of olive oil in the world and the largest exporter. See, and I would think that people... I think most people, when they think of olive oil, they think of Italy. Yeah. Yeah, First. well, Italy has done I a do. very good right. job with their export and commercializing it. And there, there's some beautiful olives from Italy as well. But mm -hmm. Spain has a variety of olives that we're going to be able to taste today that go from, you know, milder taste. And the beauty of Spain also is that they're all very unique to the regions. Mm -hmm. um, so the olive oils that I brought in today... Um, are actually we're going to start? Do, should we start the tasting? Yeah, yeah we're going to start. Where are these? Let's also talk about where they're available locally. Yes, yeah, so well. locally you can find um, the our olive oils at Whole Foods. Uh, what so a shock! Yeah, yeah, easy one, easy one. And um, our olive oils are also at Wag Shells. And if you don't have time to go to the supermarket, we also have a great partnership with LaTienda.com. They specialize in Spanish products. Okay. And they have a whole site just dedicated to Jose Andres products. Mm -hmm. So we, you can get all of our all extra virgin olive oil and all of the other fun products yeah. that we okay, import. Okay, so you brought us in a tasting. Everybody in studio, there's olive oil yes. to taste. So everybody and get in on this. And they are all in the same order. So we're going to start with the left first, the first one to the left. And before you taste it, you have to hold it in your hand, cover it, and just to heat up the, the cup. 
and Which the is reason why you brought those blue cups yes in. E, can you get in on those blue cups please yes and Thank the you. reason that you heat it up with your hand is because you want to take you want to have the aromas um to be trapped in there before you smell mm -hmm. and you're going to start with your smell first that's actually the most important part so you're going to take a big sniff of it and you're going to get some and, and you're going to get some minty some herbs mm. and it, it, it takes a little training but in the, the first one that we're trying is called picual Picual is an olive varietal from the south of Spain, okay, um, and it's a little bit milder. So we're gonna we're we're doing the olive oil tasting from the milder to a little bit stronger flavors. Guys, come on, have a drink. Have a have, have a, a gulp. Right. There's nothing better than starting your day with olive oil. Right. Um, and really, the interesting thing about the the milder olive oils, and you can get you know that those herb smells, but it's also how they pair well with foods. Mm -hmm. And the these milder olive oils like the picual. Um, does a really good job. Does a really good job with like bringing out the smells in the vegetables and in salads. So and is this some an olive oil that you would use to saute things in? You could use it to saute, but a finishing olive this, oil. But ex these extra virgin olive oils are really good w for finishing because mm -hmm. they really bring a. a a dish together Let like a good olive oil because yeah. we're going to go to commercial in 45 seconds okay. let's drink the second one which has yes. a nice burn to it, it okay. oh you already had it Hell yeah. oh my gosh you're not okay I'm ahead so of the game. so the next one is actually from uh it's an, uh, these are all mono varietals meaning that they're all from one olive and mm -hmm. the second that one that we're having is arbequina okay. arbequina is actually found in the northern part of spain and catalonia but all of our mm. olive oils are actually produced in the central part of spain in toledo which is like about an hour away from madrid okay so and it's again it's such a difference get... with somebody who actually speaks spanish and doesn't say toledo <laughs> <laughs> that's ohio um yeah so you're gonna get some hints of tomato some hints of artichoke on that <laughs> olive oil and you know it's a mild fruity flavor and the fun thing about tasting olive oil is just finding much like wines just finding what you like and what you like finishing your dishes all right with. we're going to go right. to a commercial okay. and then we're going to come back and taste some more olive oil this is david and nikki nellis for foodie and the beast we'll be back in just a sec all right we're back on foodie and the beast with david and nikki nellis we're talking to marisol plata who we're is learning the, about olive oil right she's with the brand director at the jose andres uh, think food group and we're we're you tasting olive your oils palate. i'm going to yes. cleanse my palate now <laughs> with i bet people who haven't done an olive oil tasting before it may sound odd it yeah you know yeah. but really sitting here and trying them and tasting them the differences between them are so interesting yeah, they are so they're let's talk so each of the olive oils we are trying are single varietal single varietal right? they're, they're from one specific olive um What's from different from different one? so the third mm. one is cornicabra and it's going to be peppery. probably very peppery very bitter um, and it's going to be the strongest flavor that you get. And the f interesting thing about oh, Cornicabra is that it's unique to the region of, uh, of Spain where it's from. So mm -hmm. you won't find it anywhere else. So it's a very original olive oil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, much like, you know, and I always compare it to wine, but much like wine, it's uh, if you like stronger flavors, then Cornicabra is the olive oil for you. Right. It's, it really stands out in stronger dishes like a paella. You know, a, a meat. You know, with fish. So because, but and you're really pouring it over at the end. At the end, because if you cook with it, you're really wasting that oil, aren't you? Well, I I cook. I use it for. I mean, I even have olive oil with chocolate. Like uh -huh. I love olive oil, and it's amazing. But you know, olive oil. The good thing about olive oil, and once you find the right one, is that it just elevates the flavor of any dish. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can use it for cooking, but it really you you do want to take your time to use it to finish and just elevate those flavors. It adds saltiness. It adds vegetable flavors to it. 
So, and, and there are a lot of good extra virgin olive oils. But Okay, just last thing, so people understand. The olive oils for Spain, mm-hmm. how do they differ from, let's say, the olive oils of Italy or the olive oils of Greece? Is it strictly terroir-based? It's it's a combination of um, the terroir as well as the olive varietals. So okay. in Europe, you're going to find specific olive varietals. Italy has, for example, Nocellata. In um, Greece, it's the Koronieki, which is pretty famous. It's a subtle a very subtle olive oil that comes from that olive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spain has, you know, what we have today. But aside from that, there's the manzanilla, the ojiblanca, the picudo. So there's a ton of varietals. And normally what you'll see is, much like old world, new world, you know, new world wines, mm-hmm. what you see coming out of California, for example, are olive varietals from Europe that have been blended or have been grown here in the U.S. and okay. th- with that soil. Let's quickly tell everybody how to find La Tienda on, on, online. Yes, at latienda.com-jose, and just go and purchase these amazing olive oils. All Excellent. Right, well, there, thank so. you. That thank was you so guys. interesting. Thank you so much. All right, so James, now we're back to you. This first drink was great. I love drinking my avocados. Yeah, this well, but, you know, going to get better. So. I wasn't prepared. I thought it was going to be like a... Heavy drink. Yes. I was not prepared for it to be so light and refreshing. It really is delicious. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah, and I love the, um, is it just a salt and pepper rim? Uh, it's uh, everything bagel spice rim, so it has uh, caraway seed, uh, sesame seeds, black pepper, salt, um, sesame seeds. It's delicious. Like, Glad everything goes beautifully together. All right, so Wonderful. what's next? i, ca- I got to get my veggies, man, because yeah, I want to be healthy. So, so we're going we're gonna to stick with gin for the second cocktail. Healthy and okay. And we're going to do uh, um, the fennel cocktail. Um, it's uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin with uh, fennel juice, cucumber juice, uh, lime juice, a little bit of lemon juice. This is going to be for me. Salt, mm-hmm. and then garnish with uh, some salted radish slices. Awesome. Fantastic. All, All right. right. While you're making that, we're now we're going to get into subject. a serious subject. So Ryan Aston, is a, he's a professional bartender here in D.C., and as you heard, he's a founding uh, board member of the Restaurant Workers of America. There's a whole controversy now about tip credits. Tip, wh- why don't we start from the start? What is the issue... And, and who's why, on, is it so important? why is it so important? Dave and Nikki, thank you very kindly. I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. Well, we got your check. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't try to cash it yet. Okay. Um, the, uh, so what we're faced with right now, um, I- Initiative 77 is a ballot initiative that's going to be on the, uh, on the primary ballot, which will be open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not going to be a party line thing. Everyone can vote at this uh, primary. Uh, it is to uh, raise the tipped minimum wage all the way up to the uh, full minimum wage right. in uh, in restaurant. Uh, so you uh, got to explain what the tip minimum right, wage is. Right, because there's a lot of misconceptions right. about tipping and Absolutely. how it works in the restaurant industry. So in, in the restaurant industry, we operate on a very, very fine uh, profit margin. It usually rounds out to about 3%. And uh, to uh, offset that, we, uh, we use the tip system in the United States where uh, the restaurant uh, can pay the tipped employee uh, l- less than the minimum wage per hour under the assumption that the rest is made up in tips. And the great thing about that is when that does not happen, which is very, very, very infrequently, uh, when that does not happen, the restaurant in every state is required by law to make up the difference uh, so to no the minimum wage. So no matter what, I'm going to get the minimum right. wage. Right, no so matter like in what. D.C., your, your hourly rate is, I think it's three thirty-three an hour. That's correct. So in order to get to whatever the minimum wage is in D.C., if you're not making it tipped-wise, like let's say you have a dead night in your restaurant, 
the owner of the restaurant still has to pay you the, uh, the extra total. nine bucks. So you're getting, yeah. so you're already getting the minimum. No wage. matter what, it could it could snow it could start snowing tomorrow and snow every day for the next two weeks. You're still getting paid. I will if I go and I wait on nobody that you whole time. I will still get the full I minimum wage. I think it's a big misconception for people who Huge. are not in the industry and don't know. So the way you're really making much more than the minimum wage much is more. from. It's, it's from the tips. It's 100% from the tips. If if we keep menu prices down by keeping those labor costs down, mm-hmm. we'll have the opportunity to seat more people in our restaurants. People right. will come out and they will and they'll eat and they'll drink and they'll they'll enjoy their time and they'll throw us some tips, and it it, it keeps the restaurant industry vibrant. It keeps jobs in place and uh, it also keeps people on their toes because a tip is not an automatic thing. A tip absolutely is when true. You've had good service and had a good time. Well, that's sort of part of the problem like the 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 people who are uh pro initiative 77 the people who have come up with this concept even though like everybody in the dc restaurant industry is really against it i think it's some there's some number that's like 68 percent nationally are against the initiative uh, of industry workers so the question is is the people who are behind this initiative what is what is their side of it what what do they think they're they're helping you know i think they've got a lot of great intentions uh most of them mm-hmm. uh, i i would say uh the vast majority of the people uh backing this initiative i think uh mean really well i think they very good don't trash the opposition all right, right. i think uh, <laughs> I, I think they mean well i think they're ultimately uninformed i don't really think they understand how the tip credit works and i don't think they understand that you know Working in a in a tipped uh, employee fashion, being a bartender, being a server, is a pathway to the middle class. That it, it it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter about your education. It doesn't matter how rich your parents are. If you work if you work hard and you show dedication, you 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 really improve yourself in this industry. It, you'll you make, can succeed. You, you'll succeed. How many people started as you know dishwashers and worked their way through servers Absolutely. who have gone and now own restaurants m- uh, m- or their assistant GM at Red Hen? Yes, that too. <laughs> Sam, or of, behind the bar at the Hamilton. Yeah. Most of my corporate structure and one of the largest restaurant groups in the uh, DC uh, area, mm-hmm. uh, the Clyde's Restaurant Group. Most of my uh, upper management started off in some capacity. It, uh, the owner, John Latham, was a dishwasher when he started at Glides in Georgetown. Right. It's like this is a it's a pathway forward without putting yourself on the line, without putting your body on the line. Mm-hmm. You you can take what you've got and turn it into something more. So what does Initiative 77 say specifically for people to understand when they're voting no against it? Uh, what Initiative 77 will be saying, it will ask, it, should we raise the – tipped minimum wage to the full minimum wage. It's going to be largely without contact. Right. And so what it's going to sound like to people it's who are like, unaware, it's going to sound like, like a good oh, idea. Sure, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Give idea. us some more money. It'll be great. Right. But in but really, in it, reality, in actuality, it's giving it, you a pay cut. Absolutely true. It also raise prices. Very much so. People are going to be less, more reticent to tip because... In, in every industry, the client pays the wages of the uh, of the employee. In every industry, when you go buy a car, Mm-hmm. You uh, part of the price of your car pays the factory worker. Right. That's, right. that's just that's in every works. industry. Right. Uh, in our industry, it's it's very unique where you get to choose how much you you would like to uh, to to tip your uh, your service uh, professional. You can you can decide whether or not. Wow, this guy did a great job. I I'm, I'm gonna drop more than 20%. Uh, so much more right. than twenty percent. Or you know what? Uh, I'm not really feeling it today. 
And, and it's a really good indicator for us do we need to uh, work on the service work on the service so we have the best service in the world in the united states for one reason and it's because of the tip system okay so one of the pullbacks on the tip system um in this me too era is sexual harassment because uh not just female workers but male workers to get harassed by patrons under this umbrella of the customer is always right and that is a culture you want a tip play along well but that's absolutely right but that's a culture that has to change and it has to come from the restaurants in order for it to change of course and cutting the pay of that poor cocktail waitress who's dealing with all that crap doesn't uh doesn't help doesn't help right uh first and foremost i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, send the assertion out there that in today's day and age uh women have enough to deal with without dealing with sexual harassment it's something that needs to fall by the wayside and Especially here in D.C., we're getting very, very good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will, in our industry, in the, in our city, if somebody's crossing the line, we will politely yet firmly ask them to leave. Mm-hmm. It is not an acceptable practice. Uh, empowering servers, bartenders, managers to do so, I think, is also very important. Uh, you can't make it easy to be a misogynist. You can't make it easy to 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 be a terrible person. Right. Um. But I think there's always been in the past, you know, women were told to dress sexier, hike up your skirts, wear a of lower cut You'll get better tips that Thank way. Thank goodness for progress. Right, you know. Um, we, uh, yes. Uh, the, in, today's, in today's modern era, we are, uh, we're functioning under, we're looking at what we make for the week. Mm-hmm. We're not really looking at an individual tip. It's, it's something that, you know, we want, obviously we want to keep our numbers high, but if, if, if somebody is just going to be, that way, we'll we're just gonna ask him to leave. We'll eat, we'll eat that tip, and we're gonna keep moving. I think what it's harder for on that just that one level is while DC is very progressive, and I'm sure in most of the larger cities you find that attitude. It's really for the people in the region where there's not as many industry workers there, and you know we in the industry we have to figure out how to support them too. Absolutely true, and you know we're very fortunate here in DC. We have one of the largest restaurant community mm-hmm. that there is. Right. Um, the, the the problem that we're going to run into here is whenever you you mix alcohol mm-hmm. and um, the Light. public, yeah, uh, people, uh, the, the, there's going to be people that are going to act out, Poorly, and, and, yes. and that's and that's you know it's unfortunate it mm-hmm. is, it, but that that's alcohol like right. it doesn't matter where that's you are. That's not leaving. Yeah. So just because we're just about to finish up here, so just for people to understand, where can they find out more information on Initiative Seventy Seven? And how can other people, other than like being on our show, but how can people educate uh, the voters before it's time to vote on this? Absolutely. Well, I think the biggest the, the biggest thing is absolutely just talking to your neighbor, talk to your talk to people who maybe don't know, uh, talk about it. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. Another place is uh, restaurantworkersofamerica.org. That is um, the main website for the nonprofit that I helped found. Mm-hmm. Uh, its sole purpose is really to get the education out there. Get people to understand what we're talking about and get everybody on the same page. All right. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. And by much. the way, Thanks I'm sure me. your mother's proud. She's out there listening in her <laughs> yes, Virginia. Yes. Hi, okay. mommy. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Everybody, so please remember vote no on Initiative 77. This is David and Nikki Nellis from Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a bit. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I want to thank our sponsors, ProFish, the fabulous market at River Falls. If you're doing any catering or food pickup, for Easter, they've got an unbelievable menu out there. Uh, Central Farm Markets and Meat Crafters, thanks for supporting the show. Yes. So, 
Let's get back to James. This that drink, this is this is this the fennel the, drink. The fennel it looks awesome. like Midori, so I thought it was going to be sticky and sweet, but it is anything but. It's, it's great. really good. I was doing some R and D behind the bar last night, and guests were seeing the green cocktail. Like, is that for St. Patrick's Day? I'm like, no, it's you know, oh, it's, it's for, like, our oh, yeah, for our spring, Day. for our spring menu. Um, by the way. Passed out some taste to guests at the bar last night, and they really enjoyed it. So it's super savory. It's super savory. Um, you know, I was afraid the fennel would overpower, um, but just getting the right mixture. No, of fennel it's got a nice like. Actually, you don't really know it's fennel. It tastes a little more celery like. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just got a little well, that's bitter a cucumber bite. that cuts the, the, the fennel. Cuts yeah, the fennel at the end. It's See, really I know nice. something. Good <laughs> right? job. Well, like, oh, like, like I said, like you know, it's, it's light. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's not. That, it's not a brunch cocktail per se. You know, you can have it. You know, before dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can sit at the bar and have it by itself, but you know, it's just a fun way to, you know, g- eat your vegetables. <laughs> right. Okay. So, what are we doing next? The next, we're going to do a, a carrot cocktail. Okay. So uh, it's got a, has a carrot shrub, mm-hmm. um, orange infused vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, so, carrot shrub. So, shrub is a traditional way of preserving preserving fruits and vegetables back before refrigeration. They would uh, cover the fruit and vegetable with sugar. Mm-hmm. That would make all the uh, juice leach out a little I bit. I remember that when we crossed the prairie and kind of started. <laughs> he was there. He was yeah. doing yeah. it. And then, and then you had vinegar. I was shrubbing. Right. Then you had vinegar, um, and it, and you can preserve a shrub will last up to a year refrigerated. Um, Amazing. So in this cocktail, we have the carrot shrub, which is fresh carrot juice, mm-hmm. uh, white balsamic vinegar, and agave nectar. Excellent. Agave nectar has a lower glycemic index than uh, regular uh, sugar. Sugar. So it's a little bit healthier for you as well. Uh, orange vodka sure. is really well. It's very healthy. It's all very, very We're healthy. Adding, good um, good <laughs> way of right. going with it. That's right. I'm going to drink it in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. We're also uh, <laughs> adding micro pepper crust, which is like a peppery uh, cream. Um, and that's going to add a little pepperiness to the cocktail. And is cool. this all from you just sit around and experiment until you find something that tastes good? I just bounce ideas off a of chef, and we make cocktails, and we taste that them. sounds like so much it's fun. A, you know, drinking kind for of work. A, kind of a fun job, you know? Drinking for work. <laughs> all right. Nice. While all right. you do that, we're going right. to go on to our next guest. Right. So Taste Train is the new exec- relatively new executive chef at Momofuku at City Center, and he's a local boy who's made good. Am I right? I hope so. He's like, I'm, I'm definitely local. You I'm trying to make good right nah, now. No, I think you've made good. <laughs> so, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, for sure. So, um, not born, but raised all my life in Howard County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, spent some time cooking around Baltimore before going to New York. Invested a lot of time in New York, actually, sort of where I cut my teeth. Okay. Um, back and forth between here and there. And then most recently, I spent about three years in San Francisco as chef at The Progress. And now mm-hmm. it's just time to come home. Right. So, so what, did you come home specifically to work at Momofuku, or so it sort how did of that just, happen? It honestly did just happen. Okay. Um, you know, like, my girlfriend and I were at this point where we just, we wanted to be... It's always a woman involved. Always. Hey, well, hey, 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 hey. Not always a woman. Sometimes it's just a partner, but go ahead. Um, we just wanted to be home. You mm-hmm. know, like, I have a huge family base in Maryland still, and I think it was just this thing where it was more important to me, mm-hmm. and I wanted that to align with, like, my work life. And, uh, I mean, the conversation with Dave just happened, and then... Things happen really quickly. So, uh, you know, Momofuku opened here about a year and a half ago, right? I, I think much? about two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, oh, maybe two and a half, sorry, yeah. um, at uh, City Center. And, um, you know, it's got such a big name, Momofuku. I mean, you know, people go up to New York, they want to go one mm-hmm. of the many different styles of Momofuku. And when it opened up here, I think it was people wanted it, but but I think it's kind of hard when you bring a concept that's elsewhere into D.C. D.C. is super finicky. And we like things that are all about us. Yeah, I mean, we have big I, egos. No, I, I totally understand that, and I think that like that speaks to a lot of what's happening right now in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they came down, there was probably not a lot of clarity about what they wanted the restaurant to be and like what they wanted to speak to. And I think like since we're in this relaunch right now, 
we're trying to really give a lot of definition to the Well, you're starting to source, not starting, you're sourcing locally and you're incorporating a lot of sort of the what's part of the local menu, I guess. Yeah, as, yeah as how are you changing it up? What does it mean for you so, to change it up? It means everything. So we've literally changed everything on the dinner menu right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just want the food to be A, lighter. I want it to speak to the Mid-Atlantic region whenever possible, you know, mm-hmm. like local and sustainable is super important to me and to Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those are the, like, Well, he's really from originally focuses. from down here. David Chang yeah, is originally from, from around here, too. Yeah, and his family still lives here as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a homecoming for both of us. Right. So what are some of the things, What what when you looked at that menu, what were some of the first things you were like, and that's going, this is off? Like, how did you take things off, and then what did you decide to replace them with? I think I just knew that everything had to go, not because it was good or bad, but because the menu needed an identity it needed a single voice and Mm -hmm. i think that that was the biggest thing that was unclear sort of in the first few years and it it needed continuity throughout the whole menu Mm -hmm. so Um, what does that look like for uh, the uninitiated yeah absolutely so to me like momofuku has always been about a conversation about different asian food Mm -hmm. and i think that's always going to be the case and i want it to be really heavily asian influenced but i want it to be i want it to represent produce more seafood more Mm-hmm. And most importantly, I wanted to represent local more. Well, I mean, but to be fair, I mean, David Chang did change the conversation on featuring a variety of Asian cuisines in his restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, it he started all of it, basically. Absolutely. I mean, there was no ramen down here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was no, uh, you weren't seeing things like chaiko or, or other uh, cuisines, uh, other Asian cuisines working that way. And mm-hmm. he really started that process. Is taking all of that off the menu, does that does that take it away from Momofuku? Do you know what I mean? I, I absolutely know what you mean. And I think that that's a big question for us right now is sort of like, what does a Momofuku restaurant look like? And mm-hmm. I think that even Dave himself would say that, like, this company has evolved so much in the last few years that that question is different right now. You know, right. like, the restaurants can, can sort of be anything. And, like, it's up to the chefs at these locations mm-hmm. to just give it a voice. So now, what did you bring in today? I brought one of my favorite dishes from the menu. It looks so... Beautiful. Good. It's so pretty. It looks fresh I hope it tastes light. that way yes. as well. Um, so again, like this is sort of like about produce. This is about local, and it's about like really bright food that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I love Southeast Asian flavors, so this is a play on one of my favorite dishes, uh, larb. So mm-hmm. like it's basically just like ground meat seasoned with tons of lime juice and like chilies, right? And then you just eat it in lettuce. So I wanted to do a vegetarian version, so we do it with crushed beets and then some really slow roasted beets that like have like a meat like texture. Mm-hmm. So it's a wrap. I mean, yeah, well, the best the lettuce cup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The best way to do it, just sort of plop it in your lettuce, eat it in that way. Okay, I will. David is like, huh. and what are you waiting for, why Chef? We, why does anyone think I'm on this <laughs> right, show, for exactly. the love of God? Let's do it. Also, side note, we tasted some really amazing olive oils earlier, and I wanted to use one because I felt like sort of the bitterness would be really good for this. Uh, that's, I, love, I love when people partner on the that's show. Right. That's, that's awesome. Right. That's right. Uh, Here, let's fill one up. Let's see. Okay, fill one up. Grab a piece of lettuce. Yeah, of course. All right. Okay. Adam Hurst, are you watching? Uh, so you're adding more larger format yeah, dishes absolutely. to the menu? Yeah, I think that that's the other like really big component of the menu. I want a lot of the food to be about sharing. Mm-hmm. Like To me, the best meal is one that shares. Okay. Meaning, like, I, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'll take them We want to do like, a lot of goes, interesting like, larger food. Fo- oh, I'm going to gross <laughs> everybody out live. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to gross everybody out. You're going to make yeah. people jealous. Oh, good? good. It looks delicious. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, he is gross. That's true. Thank you, Eli. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. So larger format. Yeah, I want to have like a bunch of larger format dishes that are intended for three to four people to share. Mm-hmm. You know, like we do like a really, really nice roast chicken right now, and we also do like a whole roasted beef shoulder. And it's, I want to have a good contrast. You know, like I, I love the idea of like a menu where 
your main chorus is not just individual plates. You're sharing it amongst friends. Right. Well, I think, but that's traditional Asian dining. I totally you know, agree. Like, yeah. It, when you go, like growing up, whether I went to Chinese or Thai or whatever, you know, you ordered a bunch of dishes mm -hmm. and everybody shared. You didn't just put an entree in front of you. Yeah. And it's more fun to share. My ideal table at Momofuku is just full covered. of plates. Covered. Just covered in food. I know. <coughs> Excuse that's, me. That's well, let me say, aside from just saying this was uh, good. Yeah. Can you speak? <coughs> Sorry. Lettuce in the throat. There's so many flavors in there. It, yeah. it just explodes. <laughs> it's delicious. It's good, great. It's good. That's awesome. Ugh. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Can yeah. you please tell us where everybody can find you? Oh, so. He's like, wait, you want my home address? <laughs> was, no, dude. I was really unsure. Just yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. 8701 Calvin <laughs> so, I will most likely be every night at Momofuku CCBC. Okay. And um, this is in the city life. center? This is in city center. And what's the address? I don't know. The okay, address. that's all right. It's See, everybody knows what city center. I just know I'm there all like the time. Like 11th and G or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Well, right. we want to thank you for joining yeah, us today. And oh, quick question: Can you still find uh, the milk bar desserts? Is that still part of the menu? Or are you they changing are that too? Still on the menu. I've written my own dessert menu for right now, though. Ooh, so I'm right. super excited. Oh, he's about a it, take charge guy. All right. Well, your food is great. This <laughs> thank you. Thank Cheers, you guys. so much. All right. So now we're going to talk to uh, Matt Jaffe mm -hmm. from Capital Grill, well, Capital Burger, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, it's not Capital Grill. About, I about mean, to open. it's related, Come but. Come on, Matt. Tay, you're out. Matt, you're in. Right. Switch seats. Switch, Switch seats. So uh, the line on this on this restaurant is it's dedicated to creating a luxury burger experience. So, Matt, what is a luxury burger experience? Well, it certainly starts with our, our burger itself. It's a. Uh, Proprietary blend from Pat Lafreda, uh, originally out of New York, now they're in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So we have a blend of uh, chuck, short rib, and brisket, mm -hmm. and it just produces a really super flavorful, bur flavorful burger. And, That's easy uh, for you to yeah, say. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, don't, don't ask me that in the restaurant, right. please. Okay. Um, well, and let's, I feel like we need to back up a little bit. Absolutely. So the Capitol Burger, it's under the umbrella of the Capitol Grill. Yes, it is. Uh, which is known as a steakhouse nationally, Luxury internationally, steakhouse right? Brand, exactly. Yes. So when did this burger concept come into play? Uh, so, well, we open tomorrow is our grand opening. And is uh, it your, the first this burger? This is the first one. Okay. Yes. So this will be the first one, the first of many, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been in the works for a couple years now. So we've been, you know, looking for the right location, making the right menu, and and going from there. But what does that mean for people who? I mean, I've already been, so I get it. But it's not. You notice I haven't been. No, because they didn't invite you. Um, so um, it's not just a burger place. It is not just a burger place. No, we have a, a great menu. Uh, we have a great sandwich selection. We have do a lobster, you do lobster roll. rolls. We have a lobster <laughs> roll here today. Uh, so some fresh Maine lobster, a little bit of uh, mayo base, a fantastically toast brioche bun. Um, Say goodbye to this. There oh you go. God, dude, can we you have a fried chicken sandwich. Break? He's talking about it. I, I got to eat it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have a fried chicken sandwich on the menu as well. That's uh, pretty. I mean, I've seen pictures of it. I didn't yes, order it. I it had the bur I had the Capital Burger, which is a That's our signature burger. With the French onion soup. Absolutely. Like Think in there. French onion soup meets so uh, burger. All right, let me jump in. Yes. Because very often and lobster roll is great, but mm -hmm. it's a lot of mayo. About a little pieces of lobster, and you wonder where the lobster went. This is all lobster, man. This yes, all good. lobster. Pretty. It's a quarter pound of lobster. What does it uh, go for? Uh, geez, off the top of my head, I want to say it's twenty-four. Well, uh, here it's here it's yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. delicious. 
Oh, okay. Uh, for those who don't know where Momofuku is, somebody put it on the Facebook Live. <laughs> so it's there. All right, you know, we're going to take a quick commercial Absolutely. break. When we come back, we'll talk about the menu, we'll talk about the kind of ingredients you're using, and we'll talk about the shape. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Again, I want to thank Profish, the market at River Falls, Meat Crafters, and Central Farm Markets for sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to pay for it. And just so you know, on the Eastern menu at the market at River Falls is everything from whole beef tenderloin to crown rack of lamb to rum ginger glazed spiral sliced ham. I can't even say that. Yum. And all kinds of sides. Norwegian salmon. Uh, it's uh, uh, Nora Pouillon's or, or Norwegian Nora salmon. Nora Pouillon has her own salmon. So if you haven't been to the market Just at like River Cose Falls. Just like Andre has his own olive oil. Same right, kind of thing. Right. Nora, Nora raises those little salmon for little baby salmon <laughs> yeah, and does. everything. Right. Uh, she yeah. takes care of it. All right. So let's get back to Matt, Matt. and this. Wow. Um, so what's the overall? So you guys are located right next to the convention center. Wait, wait. I've got a better question than that. Let me jump in. You haven't even heard my question. I don't care. Okay, then talk go ahead. About, you're over. talking about luxury burgers. So what else? What are the toppings on the burgers? What else goes there? So as Nikki said, we have the Capital Burger, which is think uh, onion soup meets burger. We have a Gorgonzola truffle burger with some braised oh red God. onions. Uh, what else? We have a bacon cheeseburger, which we have some of the bacon in house today for you which guys to yummy. try. It's a candied Newski's bacon. But I ha- but. What I was so surprised about was the sort of breadth and depth of the menu because I thought it was just going to be you read burgers. My mind. <laughs> no, it and, is, it and is not really, straight burgers. It is not straight up burgers. So we had. I love your play on bacon and eggs. Thank you. We have that in the studio today right, as well. Right. So they have hard boiled eggs. I mean, um, deviled, deviled eggs. eggs. Pardon me. With bacon. Oh, more food. I mean, yes. my God. <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I'm having so much fun. Oh, you look like a glutton. Um, <laughs> I am a take the rest of the day off. Anyway, Did you say slut right. or glutton? I said glutton uh, or slut. Actually, you could be both in this picture. You could say slut. Um, that's not one of the seven words. Right, Andy? We're okay with that. Andy's like, go ahead. Say what you got to say. Um, so as you guys were developing the menus and the sh- like, and the cocktail program and the shakes, like, what was it that you were trying to accomplish? We want to create a great atmosphere for our guests mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. We want you to walk in. Where, as you've seen, we have this huge bar right when you walk in. Huge. And we just want to have a relaxed yet refined atmosphere. Uh, some exposed wood, some old I-beams, old brick. It's a, a historical building, so we really wanted to make it a fun experience Well, this space does look like you've been there. It doesn't look brand new. No, it does not. I mean, not that it's not pretty, but it looks like it's been there. Like it's been a restaurant that has been in D.C. for Years. a long time. You know, it doesn't look... Like, it's something that hasn't been there before. And it feels that way already as well, so, which is also nice. So do you think you'll be playing games? Like, is March Madness something you guys are going to be Absolutely. showing on yeah, the we TVs? Have, we have six televisions in-house. Uh, March Madness has been on all week so far. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we, we saw the nice UVA upset, so. But there's <laughs> always something that. on the... Uh, yeah, did he you? says he did. <laughs> I did. Um, and what about your Boozy Shake program? So Boozy Shake, so in front of you guys, you have uh, our Stoli Doli Shake, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a take on our classic Stoli Doli at the Capitol Grill that was created in 1990. And we Aren't just these sort of dangerous? Isn't this sort of like those little be, yeah. uh, gummies with marijuana in them? Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, like you don't really know what you're getting, and then you drink it, and then you're cranked, right? Yeah, you have one or but two. But can't you say that about any cocktail? I mean, if a cocktail is really tasty and you can't taste the booze. Absolutely. It should be balanced, right? Right. And it should I'm always sure, be balanced. I'm mm. sure we would we would hear the same thing if so. Right. From BLT Steak? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you need to open one of these in Kensington, Maryland. No, you don't. <laughs> but so there are some lighter things on the menu. Li- yes. Yeah. So we have a kale salad, uh, kale, a little bit of mint, uh, almond, mm-hmm. sliced carrot, and just a nice peanut vinaigrette. 
Uh, and then I also brought you guys some dessert, which uh, which you have to try. Some mason jar cheesecake. Oh, no, not more food. Absolutely. Mm. So yeah, this is a, a strawberry mason jar cheesecake. We oh. also do a salted caramel and a uh, chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we start every experience off with a uh, complimentary jar of house-made the pickles. pickles. Which are really delicious. So. I love pickles. And your pickles are very, very Thank good. You. Thank you. Um, what about your beer program, cocktail program? Yes, what are you have, guys doing there? Uh, we try to do uh, as many local brews as possible. We have mm-hmm. eight beers on tap right now, uh, six of which are printed on the menu, too, which we'll Who's rotate them out. Are they D.C. Brow and those we guys? We have D.C. Brow. Um, who else do we have? I'm, I'm drawing a Three blank stars. right now. So, um, but, yes, we have a, a, an extensive cocktail program. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, we want that bar to be a, a focal point of the restaurant when you walk in. So. And what about for private events? So we don't have a, a particular private space. Uh, we could do uh, happy do hours. We can do buyouts. Uh, we'll do happy well, hours. I also air. feel like the way the dining room is situated, you have that upstairs area versus the downstairs area. Absolutely, yeah. But if you're looking for that private presentation, it, it can get a little noisy in the restaurant. But mm-hmm. uh, happy hour every day from 3 to 6.30. So, you know, we could certainly quadrant off a little area there and for, you'll be open for you and your up friends. For, thank you. Lunch and? Lunch and dinner, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week. Okay. And it's in a terrible location because, of course, you won't get any convention yes. here. No. Coming there. <laughs> My God, what a spot. Yes, right across from the convention center on the corner of 7th and New York. That is not bad. That all sounds right. terrific. Well, this is all delicious. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you very much. Love your role thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, and it. So you guys officially open tomorrow? Officially open tomorrow at 11 a.m. Okay. And seven days a week? Seven days a week, okay. 11 to 11. You probably right. don't want me to come by, right? Um, please do, yes. Please give the address. Uh, 1005 7th Street Northwest. Okay, so it's right on 7th Street at the corner across from the um, convention center. So y'all know where that is. Uh, it's a very hot and happening area right Absolutely. now. So it's pretty all good. Right. Thanks, Matt. Thank right. you Thank so you much. Guys. Before we get back to James Nelson and uh, all these great veggie cocktails, I want to remind everybody that uh, Nikki and I have another radio show. It's a, on the Internet, broadcast mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. We've gone global. Well, we're kind of Nikki, global now. Nikki's like a mini Oprah. Uh, it's called Industry Night mini, with Foodie and the like mini, 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 yeah. mini. Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast. And unlike this show, which is sort of a variety show, uh, with lots of different guests, um, that is sort of a single subject deep dive into mm-hmm. a lot of topics we've already dealt with. Uh, well, for example, um, Kathy Hollinger was on the show Industry Night earlier this week, right. and we talked about Initiative 77, and we got the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington's take on it, and they are heavy on the vote no for that. And uh, if you're interested in all of what's going on with Initiative 77, you should really listen to that on Full Service Radio. But we've also had a lot of other guests. Greg Engert has on, talked about canned deers. We had the folks, we had Brian McNair on from uh, World, World Central, Central Kitchen. Kitchen. Exactly, he was our very first we guest. We dealt with sexual harassment in the restaurant industry. Uh, we are covering it we're all. We're covering it all, so mm-hmm. I feel like Dan Rather. So you can go to fullserviceradio.org. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, all the shows are podcasted, or you can hear us live on Mondays from 5 to 6. Or you can come see us at the Line Hotel, where we uh, do the show We'll out of. drink. All right. <laughs> so, uh, James, let's get back to you. This is also, again, yes. it looks like it's going to be a super fruity, sweet, sticky drink, and it is nothing of the sort. It's picante. It, it's, uh, you know, um, the big thing with, like, vegetable cocktails is you gotta, you have to season it just like you do food. Right. So most, all the cocktails you had have some sort of acid or salt, um, like the fennel cocktail, the beet cocktail, all has a salty component mm-hmm. to kind of um, <clears throat> cut through any rich flavors and textures, um, but also to give the, you know, if you're using raw vegetables... You need to you need to season them. Right, I want to hear about some of your failures. What are the things you thought would work? <laughs> what are the things you thought would work, and then you went, "Holy God, this is crap." Um, oh, uh, I, I can't think of anything. Oh, right come now. on, come on. <laughs> Everything I mean, works. 
But what about some of these strings? Were there anything where you're like, this needs more X or this needs more Y? With, yeah. the, with the fennel cocktail, I tried it with uh, ginger beer, uh, which I ended up doing with the carrot cocktail. Uh-huh. Um, and it just, the, the ginger beer overpowered the fennel and cucumber. Mm-hmm. And I um, had my bartenders try it, and they're like, doesn't work. Let's try something else. Okay. So we added the radish as, an, as a garnish, salted the radish, added the radish as a garnish. And that kind of herbal note on the nose definitely helped it out. But it's all a trial and error. Sometimes it takes 10 tries to get the drink right. Sometimes it t- takes the first try. But when and do you have time what? to do it? I mean... The place is always open and rocking and rolling. So when do you? Free shift. Uh, sh- shift uh, chef gives me um, a little space in the kitchen. I got my own little prep table in the kitchen. That's um, so nice of him. I get a uh, you know free access to the walk-ins. Chef's getting and... a lot of strokes here today. You must uh, you know <laughs> is he listening? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, um, I've always had a good relationship with the chefs that I worked with. So and it's just fun to bounce ideas off of more than one person. Cool. So as a bar team, I'll sit down with the bartenders and. I'll go over like flavors I want to do or give them a project to work on. Well, Say, take this home and try this these out. These are all good, but fennel is one of my absolute favorite veggies across the board, and you really manage it. W- widely that. underused in, well, you, in, in the, the cocktail unit. world. Yeah. That's you took sure. sort of the licorice edge off it with the cucumber. It's delicious. I'm glad Great. you enjoyed it. Thank I you. Am mad. All right, so can you tell everybody where they can find you and your veggie delicious? So we're about drink? a block and a half away from the White House, uh, 1625 I Street, mm-hmm. right, up, right around the corner from 16th and I, Northwest. Okay. Great. And we're open up Monday through Saturday. All right. Mm-hmm. Closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. Well, unfortunately, the show's almost Which are over. Which open for lunch and dinner. Uh, lunch and dinner Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. dinner only on Saturday. Great. You're about to be robbed of my lilting tones, but I want to remind everybody you can follow Nikki. Uh, everything you heard about on the show today, actually, is going to be on the list, areyouonit.com. You'll hear mm-hmm. all about that. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow her on WTOP every Thursday at 1240. Mm-hmm. If you like me, you can follow her anytime you want. Right. Hubba hubba. But you're not like him, so please don't no, follow him. You better me. not. That would don't be called stalking. Him. No stalking. That's not cool. <laughs> no stalking. <laughs> anyway. Well, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us today. If you haven't watched us on Facebook Live, our studio is um, pretty full with delicious drinks and uh, great mine. olive oil <laughs> and delicious dishes. So we want to thank our guests for joining us today. Next week, we have the team from Mana coming in. Uh, um, Ellen and Todd Gray are coming in. They did a tremendous amount of travel and research to create this Israeli concept. We're going to have a culinary historian in studio with us as well. Um, and we're going to try some fabulous coffees. So it should be an amazing show. Again, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. Everybody else, please have a delicious week. <laughs>